my daddy is, and it's not Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Tell him, dog. Jefe, I hate you. Before we begin, Jim and I have something to share with you. It's hard to put in words. This has happened to us before where we've been taken aback. But Jim, how do you describe the feelings you had last week on Tuesday? Just insane. Like, like we do this because, you know, we're friends. We want to spend time together. And this is the way we can do that. And then every once in a while, something crazy happens. And like, people like this show. So just to let our listeners know who've been listening from the beginning, first of all, thank you for all of your support. Thank you for the occasional emails and suggestions about stuff we should talk about. But uh, this show last week was the number one wrestling podcast in Japan, the number one wrestling podcast in Nepal. We cracked the American charts for podcasts for the first time in our history. Then we were the number two sports podcast in all of Japan and the number one, I believe, overall sports podcast in Nepal as well. Yep. Like those results are mind boggling. Like it's, and we even break uh, somewhere along the way, we broke through the ranks in the Great Britain as well. I don't know when that happened, but these results have been outstanding. And I just want to say thank you to everybody out there. We're not doing this for any money. There's no commercials. There's no advertising. We do this for the love of each other. We often listen back to the show and just reminisce about the talks we had. And so this is a really nice bonus, a little cherry to put on the top that people also find these entertaining and interesting. Thank you very much. Okay, Jim, with that said, this week, you have a son. <laughs> I do. You have a bunch of kids, but you have a son. And uh, this week's match is really about a son challenging his father to try to demonstrate that I'm independent and I don't need you and I'm better than you and I'm stronger than you. Almost every single son and every single father has gone through this experience. Do you have any interesting stories to share about this? So my son, Tyler, he he's in college now. He's turning 18 this week, but he must have been 12 or 11 and mm-hmm. he would come by and he would push me or try to grab me. And, okay. and I'd be like, you know, this is a bad idea. Like we can, we can goof around if you want, but right. like, but like, I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> and, okay. So before we get into like that situation, I know you're quite large, even as a child. Is he also the same way? Like, is he quite he's, big? Yeah. He's probably like six one. I think at the okay. time, I mean, at the time he wasn't, but he was still fairly tall. Okay. And um, so he, so then he would like come by me and he would push me or he would shoulder me. And like, I was like, all right, man, like eventually I'm going to have to retaliate, you know? And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever, old man, you know? And he like, and like, so this goes on for like a week. And sure. he, he does it, and I finally have enough. And I I pick him up, and we're by the couch, and I scoop mm-hmm. slam him. But when I okay. slam him, I put as much for because it's a good it's a good couch, so I know it's going to yeah. have some. He's not going to get hurt. 
and I mm-hmm. slam him as hard as I can, and he bounces like two or three inches off the couch in the air right. after I slam him. And like he looks at me and goes, what the hell was that? And I right. go, this is a good life lesson that you can only push people so far until they react. Mm. Did and he- that was it. He's, he's never done anything else again ever. Oh, wow. So that was the the be-all and end-all for this situation. Yeah, that was the end of it for him. That was a wrap. Oh, interesting, interesting. I've got two daughters. So before I share my stories about my daughters, did you ever have your daughters challenge you? Um, yes. There, oh. is one story, there is one story with Christina. So, okay. every, so every year for Christmas at my in-laws, we used to rotate who does the puts the star on the top of the tree. This has been going on forever okay and so the one year this is like i don't know maybe like two years ago mm-hmm. they christina and and joan and tyler were trying to figure out who could do it right and chrissy's like I'm, I'm gonna arm wrestle you guys and whoever can can win the arm wrestling is gonna get it out of the kids mm-hmm. and i go i go all right you know whatever and tyler was down you know and and chrissy's obviously older so chrissy beats them both and Chrissy goes, I can take anybody in this room. I could even take you. And I go, I go, just put the star on the tree. Right. And, she, and she's like, no. She's like, I'm going to beat everybody in this room that's willing to take up the challenge before I put this star on the tree. And I was like, no. And she's like, oh, so you're scared, right? And, and as you know of me, that's a horrible thing to say to me. Right. So I go, all right. And like, I just slam her arm down. She's like, all right, I wasn't ready. And then I slam (laughs) and I slam her arm down again. And she's like, all right, give me a chance. So we do it again. And I just hold my hand at the start position and she can't move me. And I wait like a minute of my hand being in the start position. Right. And then I slam her hand down. And then I proceed to grab the star and put it on top of the tree <laughs> because that's what you asked for. Right, 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 right. Live with the consequences. That's right. Oh, interesting. And then how about the youngest? The, the younger no. daughter, Joe, nothing. No, 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 not, no, never. Oh, never, not once. Oh, that's <clears> interesting. Is it- well, I think, I think she's watched these people be dumb. Uh, is she the smartest of the bunch? As far as street smart, yes. Tyler is the most book smart, but is not street smart at all. I see. Interesting. So I've got two girls and my relationship with them, especially the older ones, is a little bit different because, you know, they trained in karate at a really, really, really high level. Like they were fighting in the national championships here in Japan. And just to give you some kind of understanding of what that means, the coach that she was you know, training under, I said to him, I said, look, you know, to win the nationals here is kind of hard. And uh, even the regionals here is kind of hard, right? I go, she's Canadian. What about putting her in the Canadian championships and making her the Canadian champion? He goes, you don't even have to train for that. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, it's, (laughs) he goes, it's true that, you know, Canadian people do karate and they train hard and they fight hard and they're bigger and stronger. He goes, but the level of competition in Japan is so high. She could win the North American championships without any extra practice right now. Like she could win the wow. adult age and she was 14. He was like, he's, <laughs> she's that good. And I was like, Oh, and so he's like, 
you you should just spend time with her training her at home to try to win the Japan championships because that's in essence that's the world championship if you can win the he said there's this area like the greater Tokyo area he goes it's happened it's been the case that somebody was unable to win the greater Tokyo championships and then won the world championship <laughs> it's like wow. the level's so crazy okay so anyways so i trained with her a lot at home like a lot like we'd come home from school and she'd use me as a punching bag and i'd just be a moving target because i didn't believe using mitts is realistic like if you use a mitt that's not how your opponent moves right you use mitts because right. the other person doesn't want to get hurt so i was like all right if i'm gonna try to make you a champion i have to be willing to take shots so i gave her my body to punch at will and i just moved around and tried to protect myself as much as possible and you know, we trained, she used like gloves, like MMA gloves. One day we're on my balcony and we're training and she's getting stronger and bigger and faster. And I'm now at the point where I'm able to hit her back and not worry about her safety that much. Like she's strong enough. So I'm hitting her lightly and moving around and she's hitting me and we're moving around and we're just getting the footwork in. And I gave her a shot in the stomach and like it was harder than I probably should have hit her but I knew she could take it. Right. So I gave it to her and like, just as a flex reflex, she turned around and punched me square in the mouth as hard as she could. Okay. <laughs> and now I, at that instant, my reaction is like, as a human being is to punch back. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, hit them back. And I, it took me, I don't know, a millionth of a millisecond to realize this is an opportunity to gain my daughter's respect. And so I put my hand up and I said, wait a second. There's, just to create the picture, there's blood draining between my teeth and out of my nose. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and so I go to the kitchen. I come back into the house, go to the kitchen, wash my face, and I clean the blood as much as I can. And we had a timer running. And I went back out to the balcony and like I could see on her face, she's worried. Like she's really worried. Right. And I was like, all right, let's go. And then she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, let's continue. And so we started fighting. And I didn't, I didn't take any liberties. I didn't hit her hard back. I didn't do anything. And then the timer stops. And then she looks at me and she goes, Are you okay? I'm so sorry. And I said, I stopped her and go, wait. I go, don't you ever fucking say sorry to me. And she said, What? I said, I'm here sacrificing my body to help you be the best that you can be. If I get hit and I get hurt and I cannot take it, that's something I need to fix within myself because I should not accept my weakness as something that holds you back. And her Damn. fucking eyes, I could see them like right in front. I can still imagine like that scene, like it's burnt in my mind. Her fucking eyes like ballooned out just like an anime character. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, <gasps> and at that moment, like the respect level she had for me, like multiplied, like, I don't know how many times. And from that day on, we've never really, really had it out. We've never had like big trouble. We've had small troubles, but like I know she thinks the world of me after that. But it was it was lucky. If it was a boy, I think I would have dropped him. And I hate to be <laughs> yeah, I hate to be sexist like that. But like, you know, I I think boys need just to be put in check. But she didn't need to be put in check. She 
she reacted from, I think, something that, you know, she didn't expect to get hit that hard. So, like, I it was it would have been foolish for right. me to do that. But that's the one story I have where, like, we kind of challenged each other in a test of physical supremacy. But the <laughs> the younger one, I haven't had that kind of, like, feedback. When I get angry or yell or admonish her, she just kind of puts her head down, thinks about it and then doesn't raise her voice. And then I have to prompt her, like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? And then finally right. she'll speak after like 10 minutes. I don't want to say the wrong thing. And, you know, so like it doesn't get confrontational. So I haven't had that situation. But being a son and being a son of a person who wasn't a good father, I really appreciate the son-father conflict storyline. And I think the way they pulled off this story is so beautiful and the story I'm talking about this week is the Dominic Mysterio and Ray Mysterio match. You know, everybody in the world knows. Anybody who's anything in terms of a wrestling fan knows Dominic Mysterio used to really suck in the ring. Like so bad. Oh my god. You know what? I would say had he not adjusted over time and learned how to read the audience, he would have been on- alongside Eric Watts. You know what I mean? Like I was just thinking Eric Watts. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly the name I was gonna do. Like there you know, Eric Watts, he had something. Like he was tall and lanky, he had a good build. He could have done something with him. I don't know what it was about him. It was just something weird that he he could have had he gone the Dominic angle, he could have gotten over. Like if, if he had admitted he was there because Bill Watts is his father and they did that oh, story. Yeah. Like, oh, and worked that angle? Oh, yeah. It would have been great. You know, I'm the spoiled kid of like this star legend. So like that could have worked. But going down the serious road and ending up like David Flair, another poor guy who got lots of camera time, who was unfortunately not physically able to do what his father did and he just didn't have it in him to be a star like that you know dominic mysterio fit just alongside those guys right and like the fact that he turned this shit around is so impressive and he turned it around with something goofy right like getting getting arrested like it was a joke at first and then he he just worked it into something great i don't know whose idea that was to say okay we've got this goofy kid that nobody's taking seriously so let's then take it and go all the way through past the end zone and like make it overkill about how goofy this is and get him to be serious about it and the crowd will react in a sort of like who who had the foresight to do that I have no idea, but it was brilliant. And and putting him with Rhea Ripley is great because so many guys like fanboy over her and that makes them hate him even more. Like it's all great booking. Yeah. And then the fact that he calls her mommy, which you know <laughs> adds to the storyline, like, you know, he's against his family. Like it's all anti-family stuff, which is really, really, really clever. So, you know, let's talk about it a little bit. He comes in when he's like a little kid, the audience knows who he is. Then they see him grow up and he wants to be a star. And they start off with the David San Martino, Bruno San Martino angle. His dad's been out a little bit. He comes back into the ring and then he wants to work with his dad. You know, in the Bruno San Martino, David San Martino case, Bruno didn't want to work and was, you know, reluctant to right. do so. But Mysterio was, Ray was happy to do this and work with his kid. Like you could tell, like he enjoyed the early times. But like Dominic was way 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 out of his league he shouldn't have been in the ring at that time right no yeah agreed agreed not at all not at all okay and then from there 
he then takes that, you know, hate or dislike from the audience and he makes the turn, the heel turn at Judgment Day. And the storyline is that Rey Mysterio chooses Edge to be his partner instead of Dominic because he thinks Dominic's not ready, which the whole world is already thinking. Now, I don't know if they planned from the beginning to have him look not ready to tell this storyline or if they read that he's not ready and this is the way to go. I, What do you think, Jim? I think they knew he wasn't ready. Like the, a lot, the, a little bit of background on this is Ray was thinking of going to AEW. Okay. And the, the rumor is that like they were willing to have him work with his son and bring his son up as part of the deal with him resigning with WWE. This is a hundred percent not confirmed, but it sure makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. Right. Okay. So then Dominic gets angry that his father chooses Edge as his partner. And then he turns on Edge by giving him a low blow. And then unbelievably, to the shock of the entire audience at this pay-per-view, the huge storyline to swerve here is he clotheslines the fuck out of his father. <laughs> yeah, he does. That was incredible because you wanted it to happen but didn't think it was going to happen. Like Mike used to always say, I don't like the Lady Valleys because you know they're never going to get hit. Like, you know, no matter what they do, no one's going to hit them. Right. No matter what he does, he's not going to hit his dad or his dad's not going to hit him. You know what I mean? Like, and so the fact that he did that made you go, oh my God, what did I just see? It's a great turn. And then for the next, I don't know how many months, Ray refuses to hit his son back. Refuses. That built the storyline to such a crescendo. What did you think about all the build-up and the lead-up and all that stuff? I thought it was great because, like, it was believable that he's not going to do this with his – like, he would – and they would always play that angle that they, they were like, I'm never going to fight my son. Correct. I'm never going to fight him at WrestleMania. Like, I'm never, ever going to fight him. Like, it's never going to happen. And then finally, it just it just becomes too much. Right. And he, he just – it's time to put his son into check. And then – so this match is the main event of day one of the WrestleMania of that year, right, Jim? I think so. I have not the main event, like the co-main event. Okay. And, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of circumstances before this match that we haven't talked about. You know, Jim mentioned briefly, they have Dominic get arrested. And although he pretends to be hard, there's like a side of him where he says, Mommy, I'm not going to survive in jail. And like, you know, he like... <laughs> He puts on this like really hard face in front of his family and then behind his family, even though the camera's on, he's like a, a big wussy, which is hilarious stuff. Like, you know, just great. And then he talks about being in the clink and talks about how, how rough he is. And, you know, it kind of reminds me like the way he behaves is, do you watch, you ever watch The Office? Yeah. It's just like how Michael Scott would have been <laughs> had he gone <laughs> got yeah. to prison, right? That's kind of what this reminds me of. It's all great stuff. And his entrance at this WrestleMania is one of the fucking greatest entrances. No pyro, no big deal. Very simple but very effective. He gets brought in in a riot squad, like a, what's it called? Like a riot squad vehicle. I don't know. What what are those called? Yeah. They're not like a van. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, it's just a it's a security van, basically. Right. Like I don't have I don't have a right a good name for it. Right. So he gets brought in in a security van surrounded by, I don't know, like 10 or 12 fake police who are obviously wrestlers in the system. And they walk towards the ring with him in handcuffs. It is fucking great 
you know, he's got a mask on, which is taunting his dad. I love his fucking entrance. Out fucking standing. What'd you think? Man, like, can you imagine, like, in the beginning going, Dominic's going to be this huge over guy within a year. You'd be like, you're crazy. Yeah. Like, you're like that guy sucks. You're crazy. That's right. That's right. He sucks. And you know what? I'm going to say something that goes out on a limb. At the end of this match, I'm going to say he's not fucking bad in the ring. He's not bad. No, he's not bad at all. Yeah. He's putting in the work. It's fucking good. Very, very good. And so, like, that turnaround, not only outside of the ring, but inside of the ring, is remarkable in one year remarkable really remarkable okay so his entrance we'll get to the match in a second i'm getting ahead of myself okay then ray mysterio's entrance now as good as dominic's entrance was for me ray mysterio's entrance was fucking dog shit pun intended (laughs) oh my god what the fuck does snoop dog have to do with this dominic mysterio and ray mysterio feud i don't remember zero as Zero, right? He has fucking nothing to do with like a rivalry with his children or like involvement in this match. You bring him out in this low rider, doesn't fucking mean anything. You take away Mysterio's beautiful like explosion entrance that you always talk about as being one of the best. It's one to of the me, best. Yeah, to me, this is fucking dumb. What'd you think? Yeah, I think they were trying to do like the Eddie Guerrero thing, but like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense the way you did it. Totally useless totally fucking useless okay then the match starts and i've got like a bunch of small notes i'd like to take but before that you know i didn't focus a lot on this referee like in in this match but he's good he's very very good when the action goes to the outside he didn't go to the outside he stayed inside kept counting when he's supposed to be in a certain place he's in the right place i thought at first when i looked at him he looked like a slightly overweight Rob Feinstein. But actually, <laughs> when I zoomed in, it's somebody else. I know it's somebody else. But uh, the guy did a good job. What would you think? I, I've talked about it before. Like, for the most part, I want my ref to be invisible. Like, I want him mm-hmm. to be there when he needs to be there and not screw stuff up. And he does that perfectly. Agreed. And then the commentary team, you know, this is kind of strange because it's a WrestleMania commentary team and they got the booze full of celebrities and stuff like that. I didn't mind it. I thought it was quite good. I love how much effort they put in trying to get Dominic over as the heel son. I thought they did an excellent job. What'd you think? Yeah, they did. They did great. Like they they took an unmolded piece of clay and made him into the, the guy that gets top heat in the business right now. Okay, so the commentary, we have Cole and Graves, Michael Cole and uh, Corey Graves did a great job of getting mysterio over and by mysterio means in this case sorry dominic they really made him seem like he was out fucking standing and a big challenger to ray in this match i thought it was great great work what'd you think yeah i think i think they played well off each other i think they they pumped him up as a heel or like i think as a as a father like they played that angle too like where you feel like yeah i hope he whips his ass right Right. Agreed. Agreed. I thought they did it outstanding. Outstanding. Okay. Now, before all this, there's something that's bothering me, actually, before we get into the match. I don't like that you have Rey Mysterio getting inducted into the Hall of Fame and then working the next day and then going back to a full-time roster position. Like I'm a big believer that the Hall of Fame should be intended for those who have retired and it's game over. Like, that's it. Like, they're not working anymore. This is a kind of 
I don't know, a symbol of the significance of your career once you've retired. How do you see this? Yeah, I think it's dumb to induct people that are still wrestling. Like that takes like like no other like regular sport does that. Like why would you do that? Yeah, I didn't like it either. I didn't think it was a good idea. I know that they wanted to use that as like the I don't know, impetus for like getting Ray back in the ring to do this match. But I thought, okay, at the very least, all right. So Ray gets inducted to the Hall of Fame. This is his swan song. He does the job and he goes off into the sunset and Dominic is this massive, massive heel. In terms of booking, I thought that would have been a much better story, even though the outcome is good and it's worked out in Dominic's favor. I was like, what are you thinking about putting Ray over? I didn't like that idea at all. What do you think? Yeah, it didn't make sense to me either if you're trying to push Dominic. And now Ray's like a U.S. champion or something right now. Like, like, yeah. like it's not even a thing that he was going to retire. Right, right. There's no mention of that anywhere, right? So, I, you know, again, the storyline here is a little bit weak. Okay. Uh, in this match, Dominic does a bunch of things to irritate his family. For example, he goes over and throws water in the face of his sister. He gets slapped by his mom. <laughs> and then, like, you know, like, he just involves them in a way as to be, like, an annoying brat. And so that when Ray hits him, it's all the more, like, you know, important. And when he gets that, there's one early, early spot where Ray gets him in the corner and takes out his belt and starts whipping him in the ass. And the crowd is losing their fucking mind. Like, you know, forget about the 619s. Forget him taking off his belt and whipping Dominic in, on his ass in the corner. I thought got the biggest pop of this match. What do you think? It got the biggest pop of the whole WrestleMania night one. Like. <laughs> you know, I think every parent can associate with that scene from our generation, right? Like every father in his oh, family, yeah. like because we got it like that. And so the kids today just know it as like folklore. But so that that hit deep with us older people, right? Okay, and then yeah. there's a couple of things here I didn't like. I didn't like, and I'm not trying to be rude or offensive to anybody, so please calm down if you're irritated. <laughs> I, I didn't fucking like that uh, Ray Mysterio kissed his wife during the middle of a match while he's beating up his son. And, you know, like, to me, that was way, way, way overkill about being cheesy. You know, you already had his mom slap him. You already had the sister get angry about being having water thrown in the face. Ray going over and kissing his wife was a bit much to me. What'd you think? It was unnecessary. Like, it, like we get it. Like, you're pro-family. Like, right, there's right, no, right. there's no need to do that. Okay, and then they get back in the ring, and then there is a spot which was fucking dangerous, and it looked incredible. So they're in the diagonal. They're going from corner post to corner post, and as Ray runs towards Dominic, Dominic flips him over in almost what would be like a reverse powerbomb position. He's like trying to lift him for a powerbomb, but he throws him up over his head, and his head, like I guess they're a little bit close to the corner. His neck snaps in the corner on the corner turnbuckle. He just missed it. It looked a little bit awkward, but it was fucking devastating looking. The ref is in panic mode, rushes over there right away. I thought it was gr a great looking dangerous spot, but a little bit dangerous. I haven't seen it since. 
What'd you think about that spot? Yeah, it's too it, it's too dangerous. Ray's Ray's older, right? Like that's probably yeah. not a spot he should like. I'm I I appreciate that he took it, but man, he probably shouldn't take that spot. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And then from there, we have Ray hitting the six one nine. The crowd losing their mind. It looks like it's going to be over. And then LWO comes down to the ring to back up Ray as uh, Dominic's adopted family comes <laughs> to his aid. <laughs> <laughs> and so they are all going at it. And during that scene where they're all going at it, Dominic hits a 619 on Ray, does a fairly good frog splash. Yeah, not bad. But the fucking WWE camera is switching angles uh, every 30 seconds, not even 30 seconds, every five seconds. <sighs> fucking annoying. Just keep it in so one annoying. fucking place. Had they left the camera angles as is or as they did in the 90s, you know, I think this would have been way more enjoyable viewing. Oh, it was fucking great. For sure. Oh, what the fuck are they doing? So then he hits a frog splash. I can't tell if it's good or bad because during the frog splash, they changed the camera angle like seven times. Then Ray, <laughs> Ray kicks out at two. And then uh, from there, okay, I'm not sure what they're going to do with the finish. Mysterio Jr., which is Dominic, removes the turnbuckle as a distraction for the ref. And this is where the ref work is genius. As yes. he removes the, the corner turnbuckle, the ref goes to reapply the turnbuckle, which allows Dominic to go and get a weapon, which is a steel chain left at ringside by his teammates, I think Damian Priest. And so as he gets the, the chain and he's about to hit Ray Jr., then all you would expect is a referee to go, what's going on? What's going on? But he's distracted because he's reapplying the corner turnbuckle. It's believable. It's reasonable. I fucking love the way that this spot was designed. What'd you think? I can't believe it's not used more. Like it's a, it's a really good spot. Right. A great, agreed. Really great. And then from there, Bad Bunny gets involved. I don't know much about Bad Bunny. I know he he's a like really good wrestler. He's really he's really put in the work. Like if you see one of his matches, you should check it out. He's really good. So I don't know anything about him, but he looks like a fucking fool. If my he's kid, if my kid <laughs> dressed like that and went out of the house like that, I'd be fucking irate. I'd he's a like, super famous musician. Like he's a worldwide that. famous musician. <laughs> I don't care. It's fucking. He looks like fucking ridiculous. Okay, moving yeah. on. <laughs> Okay, then Ray Mysterio hits a 619 and then does a frog splash of his own. I expected here Dominic to kick out because, look, I'm going to be honest with you. The heat was so hot. The heat was so hot. Had he kicked out here, the crowd would have fucking lost their mind and then have another 619 after a little exchange and then Dominic uh, Ray Jr. gets the win. If you're going to put Ray Jr. over, that's the way to do it. Or... You get Dominic to kick out here, still cheat and find a way to cheat and win. Do the Eddie dance and have Dominic yep. win at the end there. You know, the only thing I don't like about this is the outcome. I loved all the lead up. I loved all the build up. I didn't like Rey Mysterio's entrance. Other than that, everything's good here. It's almost as good as a father-son angle can get. What'd you think? This match made him, right? Like... Yeah. Like, because he actually showed he had gained some skill. And, like, now, like I said it before, he is the, I don't care what you people think, he is the most booed, most over guy in wrestling right now. Like, I know there's some rumors about them, like, 
turning his mic down and piping in like the heat, but man, I don't, I don't think so. I've seen some live shows where like he gets like booed and it's just like camera stuff on TikTok and it's legit. You know what? I think those boos are not only deserved, but he's learned how to create those boos. Like they're well deserved. Right. Like well, the one, the one, well the one I sent you from Canada when he was talking okay. shit about Canada. Like it's great. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. He's great. You know, his delivery is annoying, which makes it better. Yes. Yeah. That level of annoyingness in the delivery, there's something about it that makes you just want to hate the guy. And that's what I think they've tapped into very, very, very well. I think the other thing they've tapped into, and I don't know who you would compare this to in the history of wrestling, but he's somebody you think you could beat up, right? That's right. That's right. And I don't know who the comparable history guy would be for that, but you're so annoyed because he has this like goth dream of a girlfriend, you know, and, and he's got a belt and he's got a crew that always helps him win. And you feel like you could take him. Maybe Spike Dudley. Maybe Spike Dudley. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, but, but Spike Dudley wasn't was lovable. Like Yeah, he was lovable. That's the difference, right? That's right. That's right. This guy's not lovable. He's hateable. Not at all. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Six Man Podcast. You can tag in with a DM. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to write to us at sixmanpodcast at gmail.com. For now, it's time to tag out. <laughs>